Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louis. Kate, have you seen the couch cushions? <laughs> you are an excellent neighbour, Mary Bolling. I would be proud to be your neighbour any time. I don't know. I do get a bit land grabby. I reckon your reading room would be gone in no time. <laughs> if you haven't clocked on today, we're talking about neighbours. And um, what a homage to the the beast that is the 90s sitcom. <laughs> The music alone had me just had just sitcoms pinging around my head, but but it just made me more confused to be honest. Like I, I feel like the nineties was just spent watching sitcoms. Like, did anyone else do anything in the nineties <laughs> apart from watch kind of bad TV with a laugh track? It was the <laughs> genre of the day, right? So, I mean, I have such clear memories of watching all the particularly American sitcoms like Bull House and Family Matters. Family ties. They were all very quite family centric, at least the ones that yeah. I was watching. Yeah. Is there a non American sitcom? They really have much. Hey, Dad. Oh, yeah. No. Well, we don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. Uh, for our international viewers, there was a bit of a Me Too moment that happened with, um, yeah, except, yeah. Yeah. Me the Too family of... dad. Always terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving anyway, on. Moving on. Because we don't talk about this in Blue Land. <laughs> so much to really appreciate about Neighbours. And uh, I think the first sitcom trope that totally gets reeled out in here is that all of the characters enter using exactly the same introductory line. Has anyone seen the couch cushions? Bingo, check it out. I'm building a house. I've got a bookshelf in the reading area. Oh, I'll build one too. Yeah, we can be Neighbours. And all enter stage stage right or stage left I never know whether you're looking at <laughs> it or where the way you're looking out but anyway it's like port yeah, and starboard like which one it is like it's filmed just on a stage like those you know original sitcoms were yeah <laughs> well a tv studio I suppose but yeah everyone comes in the same door because the yeah. rest are painted on <laughs> Um, I actually went down a sitcom rabbit hole while mm-hmm. I was investigating this. So one of the first sitcoms apparently was I Love Lucy. Yeah. And it's a real theme for all sitcoms to have a character which is the annoying neighbour. <laughs> so in I Love Lucy it was Fred and Ethel. Mm-hmm. But then going through, um, so like uh, there was Jazzy Jeff in Fresh Prince, there was Newman in Seinfeld, Kimmy Gibbler in Full House. Um, even you could argue Ned Flanders in The Simpsons. Oh, so annoying. So annoying. Well, but I guess The Simpsons are the annoying neighbours I know, as well. oh. I know. It's a tough one. Um, but even like, um, yeah, back in Australia, again, that show that we should mention, Hey Dad, Nudge, the annoying neighbour. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So um, it is a real trope and um, doesn't band it, just get into character straight away. Well, in the wider Blueyverse, apart from neighbours, he is kind of the annoying neighbour, isn't he? Like <laughs> Whacking his bum in the middle of the street. And I know there's there's episodes to come where we're going to talk about Wendy, but yeah, if, if we surveyed a, a poll of one, Wendy, I think he would be the annoying neighbour.
over. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Lucky's dad has to say about who the annoying neighbour, who wins that contest. Yeah, so. he's got the deciding vote, really. Yeah. Um, but even, like, the panning shots of the street that are used in this, um, it's very reminiscent of that traditional three-camera um, filming technique, even okay. though obviously this is animated. <laughs> but apparently a lot of the sitcoms, particularly in the early ones, were filmed with three cameras with a live audience and then the laugh track was provided. Yeah. Um, we don't have a laugh track, but what we do have is an amazing sound track. And how good is it? That sort of that jazzy piano-y. Yeah. That, that is exactly what I had written down, jazzy piano. And yeah, it's um uh to me maybe Seinfeld and Full House are what it reminds yeah. me most of. I was um actually convinced it must have been like some obscure nineties TV show when um I first heard it. And um yeah, because it really reminded me of like, I don't know, like Family Matters or Family Ties mm-hmm. or yeah, Full House as well. That was probably a bit more choral with a bit of guitar to it okay, I guess but, but oh she knows the difference yeah. between instruments no. <laughs> I do not um, so I called Joff Bush <laughs> <laughs> and um lovely Joff um gave me a bit of intel on mm-hmm. um Neighbours and he was saying um that he wrote a terrible rough original Neighbours demo which was kind of inspired by 90s piano themes mm-hmm. and then he said the fabulous New Zealand composer Jason Smith really did his own tune there and then it was just a process of editing 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 to match all those sitcom musical tropes and adding the odd bit here and there, you know, the, yeah. the little um, glisses and things when um, they pause for dramatic effect or to elevate that comedic yeah. um, value mm-hmm. as well. Um, I really feel that everyone brings their A-game to this and gets straight involved in Mulberry Street. Yeah, is it? I yeah. wondered if that was a thing. Like, what other, like, tree streets do people live on? Like, obviously there's Elm Street. It doesn't quite go down that path. Well, actually, I grew up in a in a... Like, you know, all the streets in my area were named after trees. So, yeah. So, Inter- well, yeah. of course, like the most famous neighbours on Ramsey Street in real life, and people come to Melbourne oh. and do tours of the real um, neighbours street, which is Pin Oak Court. Yes. A tree. Yeah. Um, I don't know what a Pin Oak is. Mulberry Street's a better, Mulberry Street's a better name, to be honest. Like, well, it's quite um, like high class, really, doesn't it? <laughs> like, if you were living on a Mulberry Street, it's not going to be on... Um, Struggle Street, is yeah, it really? Like, it does you know, sound Mulberry. Yeah. Like, especially in Australia, those trees are hard to grow. So, yeah. Right, got it. Yeah, um, yeah the houses start quite big, but... <laughs> but, yeah. There are some invading neighbours. Mm, I have to build you a stable, Buckles. Hmm. Here you go, Buckles. Yes, I think, you know, Joff confirms for us that the 90s was inspiration there. I wonder if they thought about having a laugh track because there's a few moments that could have really been played up to that laugh track. And, and the <laughs> first one, I reckon, is just a split second, but it just, uh, I just felt it so hard. When Bluey asks Chili if mm. she wants to move in and she does just the slightest sort of sideways look, like thinking about all the other things she could be doing. <laughs> like maybe I'm projecting Chili, but that's just me every time. 
She's like, do I have an hour uh, and a half and to yeah, dedicate to if, this? If that had been dragged out just another split second, I, w- I was inserting my own laugh track. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, she she caves and says, look, why not? Of course I want to live on this street. So, um, yeah, it was really just a cute moment. Has anyone seen the couch cushions? Mum, Bingo and I are neighbours. Oh, nice one. Do you want to play? You can move next to Bingo if you like. Um, yeah, OK. Hooray! As she moves into the best house in the street, I reckon, too, like, <laughs> you know, she's not mucking around. She's going straight for the penthouse version. She's got walls and a roof and everything. Well, it really, the characters come out so fast. It's really the first time we see any of them doing anything with books, but I love Bluey's determination to have um, a reading room in her house. Obviously, Bingo goes for the full-blown animal farm, but then really... <laughs> there are a lot of animals, I have to say, too. Like, someone has spent a lot of money, like, buying 20 of the same horses. Do you find that in your house, though, that you just have so many <laughs> of one type of toy? Oh, like, cars, you're right, yeah. horses and, I think, penguins in this yeah. episode for Bingo. Like, do they just go to, I don't know, like a penguin parade every other day and come back with the same <laughs> toy every every time? The Brisbane equivalent of the Melbourne Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in our house it's Batman's, obviously. But yeah. we do like dinosaurs too. We have a growing collection of dinosaurs. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of trains and a lot of cars. So yeah, we had quite an extensive Peppa Pig collection for quite a while. So uh-huh. yeah, you know, wow. just like one Don't of those. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh, let's not um, pit successful women against each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, the number of couch cushions in the Healer house. Let's just talk about that for a second because it does seem like there is I I counted at least 24 like you know that's a lot of couch I haven't seen that many couches yeah it must be one of those ones that really just extends and extends and extends (laughs) like unless there's like a second room that we or I guess there's like a couple of rooms where they have like leisure furniture yeah true but Mm. even so I was thinking "Mm, we're getting a little bit overboard here you can't make a cubby without a couch cushion though although this episode (laughs) actually like kicked off some real life uh, household changes for us oh. in that we had to get a new couch. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> um, not, no, not a new couch. I must say it was a secondhand couch. But the previous secondhand. Why would anyone buy new things with small yeah. children? Uh, like it's just beyond me. Well, the previous secondhand couch we had, I think must have come from a household with small children because once my husband had gone, picked it up, brought it home, and we lifted the couch cushions, there was just like about a decade worth of crumbs in there <laughs> and it was it was not pleasant you know cleaned it up as much as we could but um there was it's like a strict tainted. rule never lift the couch cushions we just don't <laughs> want to know what's under there oh. and then when this episode came along um yeah bond's eyes just lit up he's like couch cushions i'm like no and i had to like you must was, never go it there, was a Simba. Full, like slow-mo <laughs> dive to protect the couch cushions from being pulled off the couch i love that that's your elephant graveyard yeah right there. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> so anyway we now have a new secondhand couch which i went and picked up and checked under the couch cushion <laughs> yeah otherwise you'd be asking to get out the Dyson and just give it a once-over before you left that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, geez, that's um, that's dedication to the crumb cause. Oh, man, don't look under your couches, well, people. Well, this gave me um, some similar flashbacks because we've always had amazing neighbours except Mm -hmm. for one time (laughs) and it just brought that coming straight back you know all the bad things like um yeah the techno parties until three in the morning and the the constant 
revving of cars chopped up in the driveway and all that sort of Uh, stuff. And there's nothing you can do. Chainsawing! Yeah. <laughs> I chopped down my tree! I chainsawed down your tree! Yeah! You destroyed her roof! Yeah, nah, it was already like that. Dad here actually plays a blinder in that, you know, you can tell Chili is just like, please don't get involved. And <laughs> he's just like, you know what, I'm not only going to get involved, I'm going to be... The neighbour from hell. Well, there is such a stereotype of the neighbour from hell because a current affair trots them out every other week. <laughs> um, but I don't know. This, this this was my one kind of, I guess, fault I'd find with this episode. It really does play to the bogan stereotype. And, and <laughs> but I love it. Like when when Bandit does that stage dive into uh, the drum. How good is that moment? That's just commitment to rock and roll. Like, that's not terrible. Um but yeah, it you know the the mocking of bogans is definitely a national pastime. But I have heard like a pretty strong <laughs> argument that it's also Australia's last sort of bastion of classism that we all look down on the bogans. <laughs> and but I guess towards the end it does flip. All Bandit needs in his life is a few animals to fix this situation. <laughs> my goodness, that's all my neighbours' noisy stuff. Yeah, I traded it for Bingo's baby buckles. Oh, you're so beautiful. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So maybe the overall message here is that, you know, nobody likes a bogan, but don't judge them (laughs) just yet. Perhaps they're just looking for the right animal in their life. Although, I've, you know, the bogan stereotype and and animals don't go very well either. (laughs) I was lucky he didn't go out and get a pit bull, to be honest. (laughs) Buckles the Rottweiler. Um... Yeah, I just love how um, that narrative flips so quickly. And it's one that we've all seen out play probably in our own lives. You know, you've got the difficult neighbour or the neighbour from Mm -hmm. hell. And then, you know, and they're like saying, oh, I thought chainsawing might cheer me up. (laughs) I was like, at what point is, like, as soon as they're called out for their terrible behaviour, it flips to a victim narrative. Yeah. Well, back to Elm Street and chainsawing. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps <laughs> we need to revisit um, Elm Street and sort of try and understand the motivations yeah. there. <laughs> and um, yeah, having had a friend that um, went through, uh, like their house was apparently illegally joined to the neighbouring house and that caused all sorts of issues. The line, yeah, nah, it was already like that. Just really, (laughs) like, I was just like, oh, like that little cringe. You can just really tell that it's so true. Someone would have had some lived experience shining through there. That's my (laughs) neighbour. He's rather noisy. I'll try asking nicely. Excuse me. Let's try this again tomorrow. In terms of parenting, though, I don't think Bandit's overall message is, um, you know, bogans are bad. No. But um, <laughs> I think it follows on nicely from Keepy Uppy, where it's Dad's job to make the game hard. And this would have been a very boring and nice game, possibly, if Dad hadn't come along and just upped the ante. <laughs> With the Very Hungry Caterpillar book club. Yeah, yeah, man. I, what I, a classic. I wasn't devastated not to have to hear the uh, Very Hungry Caterpillar book analysis, I must say. <laughs> I've, I've done that book too many times. I think it's we can just all take it as stated that, yeah, he didn't need to eat that much chili. <laughs> <laughs>
I guess moving on, um, the one of the things that um, Tell It Like It Is Mama was writing on Instagram. So if you don't follow Zoe and you're a Bluey fan, highly recommend her feed. She does Bluey recaps on Insta. Um, and she was saying that the, the takeaway lesson for her out of this one was um, if you can't fix things by... Um, asking nicely a really solid glare yeah. will do the trick <laughs> um and how good is Chili's glare like I think we all know that look when yeah. your partner is like not it's, mucking around with this one yeah. like yeah yeah next level absolutely. you can see bandit just really shift sweat breaks out yeah you laugh track basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so what's your glare technique man um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm not, uh, I think I avoid conflict too much. I'm not a glarer. I'm a more, uh, you know, background mutterer, which I probably need to work on. Never very effective, the whole background mutterer. Um, so, yeah, perhaps perhaps that's my teachable moment for this episode. I'll start some glaring Maybe in the mirror and see if I can more. shake things up at home. Yeah, get your, your resting face going a little bit more, yeah. Um, do you think that Chili was able to channel her... Um, conflict resolution thingo uh, by the peace lily that she introduced to the front of her house. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice yeah. this detail. Pops up in the second half. Um, like, like we were saying everyone's <laughs> houses were so very much them, but the main detail of Chili's house before that was that she had a full neatly arranged kitchen um, oh. at the back of the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, by the end she's watering a peace lily in the front yard. So I think... Um, oh, nice little subtle... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe the Year twelve literature students would be reading so much into those metaphors. <laughs> well maybe the Zen in your own home created by your indoor garden can even flow out to the neighbours and um, and create a bit of whole of neighborhood kind of chill vibe. <sighs> maybe it's time to yeah, start watering those poor dead plants. Maybe. Um <laughs> Uh, I also quite liked the little bit at the end where Bandit was saying, shh, baby buckles likes it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> because we all know that parent that, like, before the children came along were just so ignorant of everyone else's. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm well, that's raised me. my yeah. hand. That was totally me. I had no idea. And then as soon as you've got a kid, you're like, oh, my gosh, okay, yeah. everything must change now. Where is the volume knob? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was quite a cute little nod to potentially all the new parents and then um the the friends who uh potentially with other kids who've seen them change radically with the arrival of their child i love your new pets neighbor shush baby buckles likes it quiet oh okay sorry one more life lesson from or life hack maybe i love when the first time um bluey comes up against land grabby bingo her instant reaction is to whip out the invisible phone and rage dial mom like how good's a rage dial to mom i love a rage dial (laughs) it just was so cathartic just watching her do that even i'm like yes yeah that is exactly what needs to be done like i'm not looking that that's why i avoid like voice activated phones like you can't rage rage instruct siri calling mary because yeah. <laughs> then she'd no doubt call someone completely random. Yeah, instead. exactly. So, no, long live the touchpad um, for a bit of cathartic rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sometimes all you need is a really good vent and uh, someone clear-headed who can give you an action plan. 
So, yeah, again, I think Chili's life lessons shine through a lot more strongly than Bandit's. Um, um, speaking of life lessons, um, I had a really exciting uh, thing a couple of weeks ago where I actually put aside a couple of hours and wrote a whole piece about Bluey for ABC Life. Yes. Which was about life hacks you can take from Bluey. And I reckon this is a good episode yeah. to, um, to plug it. Yeah. <laughs> so feel free to look it up on our Facebook page, perhaps. Or... Yeah, I'll share the link. Um, but, yeah. Hi to a lovely ABC Life who were very excited to hear about life lessons from becoming a Bluey influencer. (laughs) Could that be? I I think that might be a bridge too far, but Bluey has definitely helped me tick off a New Year's resolution thanks to that happening. So big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, Also online um, that's been happening for us in the past few weeks since Christmas. I think we jumped into a very fun Facebook group called ABC, uh, no, called Bluey Fan Club. Yeah. And yeah, they're just going from strength to strength. So as well as following Tell It Like It Is Mama, um, probably if you're obsessed as we are, jump on into that fan club on Facebook and find your people. Yeah. And plenty of people have been finding us from the fan club as well. So So um, hi to all our (laughs) new neighbours. We will keep the chainsawing to a minimum. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, because my husband actually said, oh, did you guys miss a trick by not setting up your own Bluey fan club? And I was like, A, we don't have time. But <laughs> there is plenty of room on our Mulberry Street for all Bluey fans, oh, I feel. Yeah. And we're all offering something a little bit different. So Yes, absolutely. But, yeah. but yeah, thanks, Tim, for picking up the tricks we've missed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many tricks missed. He's going to yes claim that he um, came up with the line about uh, the you know victim mentality with the neighbours. So that's okay. <laughs> that actually was his. So I'll, I'll pay that right now. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you're included even if you're not here. We love you. <laughs> even um, if you don't want to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the meantime, find us on some of our socials. Yeah. So yeah, we're on Instagram at Bluey Pod, at um, Twitter on Bluey Podcast, Facebook. You just have to search Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. And send us your emails because we love getting emails from people who are just as equally into bluey as we are and it's at uh, bluepod at gmail.com yes um had a lot of feedback after our great um great episode with uh dr liz who talked all things music and soundtrack in bluey um that's our second most listened to episode actually yeah uh, well we've clocked two thousand listeners now to our first ever episode um so all those people have listened to that and not come back well you're probably not hearing us right now but whatever we apologize it's been rough you you don't have to live on mulberry street with us that's fine um but yeah if you haven't listened to dr liz's one go back and catch that from mid-december Mm. Um, so nice to see you, Mary. Until yeah. next week. Ah, neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours. Is that a piano or a guitar track? I don't even know. I think, it, I think it's morphed. <laughs> I think over the years it would probably start off a soft guitar and now it's got a bit more beat to it. So, uh, Oh, well. Yeah, it needs a bit of, you know, dubstep or something, probably in its next iteration. <laughs> uh, there's room for growth everywhere. Um, in the meantime, it's got to be done. Bye. Bye.